0: there you made it this is how to pass NCLEX plus I got your Monday motivation and we are talking about medication administration for your NCLEX exam so if you know Remar review then hi my name is Regina Callion and I am the number one NCLEX instructor because I have a wonderful community of nurses who study with me every week and we do NCLEX questions together, and so much more. So today we're gonna to get right into the questions. You made it, you're on time, and it's time to go now, it's time to go, here we go. Question number one, we're talking medication administration, so here it is. A client who has diabetes mellitus has been on insulin for two months. After a three days hospital stay, the client is discharged. At 9 a.m. after breakfast, the client calls the health clinic and states, I am feeling weak, but my glucometer is broken. I tested my urine and there are no ketones. The nurse determines the client has taken his normal amount of insulin. Which of the following interpretations is most accurate? Here we go. Number one, the client should increase their morning activity. Two, the client is experiencing hypoglycemia. Three, the client's insulin dose is incorrect. Or four, the client's insulin levels are normal. Okay, so we know the situation here. The the client has been on insulin for a period of time they had a hospital stay, they were discharged. And then after breakfast, they call back in, they call back in and they say, "Um, I'm not feeling well, right? I'm feeling weak, but my glucometer is broken. So this is an interesting scenario. The client has taken their normal amount of insulin. So what is the best, best interpretation of what's happening by the nurse. This is problem solving for medication administration. Um, And so is it number one, the client should increase their morning activity. Two, the client is experiencing hypoglycemia. Three, the client's insulin dose is incorrect. Or four, the client's insulin levels are normal. And the correct answer is this, it is actually number two. The client is experiencing hypoglycemia. And so we went over this um, when we talked about the endocrine review. And so the common signs of excess the common signs of hypoglycemia are excess sweating, hunger, fatigue, fainting, lightheadedness, and shakiness. The nurse also um, should consider a hypoglycemic condition as the urine ketones were negative negative. and so in the virtual trainer we do go over the difference between the signs and symptoms of hypoglycemia and diabetes mellitus type 1 and diabetes mellitus type 2. so if you're studying with me make sure that you review those notes if you didn't get this question correct i'm gonna go on i have another one coming up this is a good one here we go a client requests oral pain medication before a uh, um, bronchoscopy. okay? The nurse reads that the client is NPO. What is the best response by the nurse? Number one, you will need to wait until after the procedure to eat or drink. Number two, I understand how you feel, but your orders prevent me from drinking uh, prevent you from drinking at this time. Three, I will contact the physician to see if you can take a pain pill. Or four, I will contact the physician to ask if there is another method to relieve your pain. Okay, so here we go. Medication administration, you have your orders there, but the client is requesting something, something else. So what do we do? The most appropriate thing should be yep. Mm-hmm. I see it on the screen. Good job. Excellent. Yes, it is number four. This is the um, this is the most therapeutic thing that the nurse can do. I will contact the physician to ask if there is another method to relieve your pain. So you have to um, get a physician's order if you want to change uh, a method of medication. So that is that is the thing if a patient is complaining of pain we cannot say "Well, wait till after this or wait till after that NCLEX absolutely they want us to address the issue that the patient is having so if they're MPO right nothing by mouth but they want oral pain medication the best thing for us to do is call up the doctor we can't give oral pain medication but what could we give we could probably give IV pain medication, right, as a one-time dose for the patient, especially if they're going for a procedure. Or, or we can just discuss it with the with the healthcare provider. You know, MPO, do you want to make a, amendments to that? Can they be MPO except for medications? Um, you know, what do you want to do? And so that is the function of the nurse. We are our patients' advocates. So every order that you see, Consider it to be a question, all right? Um, Because if you have a question about it, it's okay to ask. A lot of new nurses are afraid to talk to doctors and they just feel like whatever the doctor says is law. Like whatever the doctor wants is fine. I hear nurses saying that a lot. You know, well, whatever the doctor wants to do, you know, but what about the patient? Because they are the main priority. So it should be, whatever the patient wants to do, right? And that's what I want to hear my Remar nurses saying. I want want us to embody that. All right, here we go. Question number three. I like this one a lot. A nurse is preparing a client's afternoon medications. The nurse recognizes a dose of medication appears to be excessive based on her knowledge. The nurse calls the physician and she is told to administer the medication as ordered. Which of the following is the most appropriate action of the nurse? Is it one, administer the medication? Two, refuse to administer the medication and notify the physician? Three, Call the attending to clarify the order. Four, notify the super, the nursing supervisor refuse to give the medication and notify the physician and document, okay? Wow, all right. So <laughs> this is just what I was talking about. Oh man, all right. So you guys see the situation here the safest thing for the nurse to do the most appropriate um, what is the most appropriate okay Mm mm-hmm Got to think about what you want to do got to think about what you would do what is what is the best thing to do and um, I'm gonna give you guys the answer and then we'll talk about it just for a second the best thing to do is to go ahead and notify the nursing supervisor refuse to give the medication notify the physician and document it. Oh, this is so important, guys. You know, I talk about this a lot in the virtual trainer as well. When I'm doing my classes, I really make sure that the nurses understand that your license is to be protected. You work very hard for it. Let me go back to the rationale. Let me read it to you real quick. It says, um, the nurse is legally responsible for appropriate medication administration. All physician's orders should be screened for potential client harm. Yes, if after questioning the order, the nurse still feels uncomfortable, he or she should notify the nursing supervisor, inform the doctor, and then document it. So if you have a doctor and you have a nurse, which one is higher? Which one do you guys think? You know, um, typically people say, The nurse is here and the doctor is here, right? That's the relationship that most new nurses go into the hospital with this understanding. Like the doctor is higher than the nurse. I want you guys to just totally forget that, okay? If the nurse is here, the doctor is here, okay? The doctor is not your supervisor. The doctor is not your boss. The doctor is your colleague. You guys are teammates, like Equal okay, take hold of this point because if the doctor puts something to you that you think is unsafe, right, you have the responsibility to challenge it, you have the responsibility to double check it. Because if you just blindly give it, then guess who it falls on? Eh, It's gonna fall on the doctor a little bit, but they're really gonna look at who put this medication into this patient's body. And that's always gonna be the nurse. Because doctors, although they write orders, they never give the medication, they never give the thing, unless it's a specialty like surgery or something like that. But if you're working on a a med surge unit, home health, wherever, NICU, nursery, more than likely you're giving them medication. And so, Remar nurses, promise me, when you see doctors, you won't shrink down and be afraid of them. You, When you see doctors, you won't be intimidated. You will understand that the relationship is a team relationship, right? So y'all, both players on the same team, that's it, okay? Um, because we have so many nurses who get in trouble, because they feel like, oh, they want to be friends with a doctor or they feel like the doctor will protect them if something happens and it's all good. It don't work like that. All right. You work so hard for your nursing license. Don't lose it. Don't lose it because you're afraid to stand up for yourself or because you are trying to get somebody else to like you. Like those are those are two reasons that are inexcusable inexcusable as a professional. All right. So I'm gonna get off my hobby horse. I'm kind of on the doctor's today, but I want you guys to have a very good understanding of the relationship and the environment that you are going to be working in. Consider me your nurse mentor today, <laughs> okay? Um, but getting back to the NCLEX questions, how are you doing with these questions? I hope that you are taking hold of them. Also, do me a huge favor, please like, share, follow subscribe, Remar. I want you guys to be a part of my community. We do this every Monday at noon, as well as I'm constantly putting out great NCLEX information, nursing posts, and I know that if you stick close to the community, you will grow and you will learn, all right? Also, um, my book, Quick Facts for NCLEX, it is so helpful for those who want just the information in a very concise way. You don't wanna read through a lot of paragraphs. Quick facts for NCLEX, it's a five star book on Amazon. So check it out as well as eBay or RemarNurse.com. I know you're gonna love it. It's the nursing students Bible, that's what I call it because everything in there you need to know. Here's question number four, everyone. Here we go, question number four. The physician has ordered an IV uh, steroid for a client who has had a left side mastectomy. The nurse is unable to find a vein in the right arm or the right hand. What is the most appropriate action by the nurse? Okay. Is it number one, assess the left arm or hand for a suitable vein? Two, obtain a suitable vein from the client's right foot. Okay. Three, notify the physician. Four, administer the antibiotics as an IM injection. Okay. Look at the situation. Then this one um, may make some people uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna read it again. The physician has ordered an IV steroid for a client who has had a left side mastectomy. So we know what that means, right? The nurse is unable, okay, but the nurse is unable to find a vein in the right arm or hand. What is the most appropriate action by the nurse? Is it assess the left arm or hand for a suitable vein? Obtain a suitable vein from the client's right foot? Three notify the physician for administer the antibiotics as an IM injection. Ooh, this is so good. So good. So good. So good. All right. Mm -mm. All right. Correct answer is going to be, I see you guys. Well, some of you, some of you get this one, right? All right, here we go. The correct answer is number three. Go ahead and call the doctor here because Diff- the nurse is having difficulty, all right, finding a vein to administer this this medication. And the client's foot, no, you may have seen it in the hospital. You may have seen this in the hospital. That's why I put it on here. So the client's foot is not an appropriate IV site for your board exams. It is inappropriate and unsafe to use the left side arm or hand uh, because they had the mastectomy there, okay? Okay. Um, And, you know, you can't change, you cannot change the route of a medication without the physician's order. So you have to have all those things in place. All right. So we're talking here. We're talking what to do when you don't know what to do when you don't know what to do. (laughs) So the correct answer was number three. Question number five is this. Here we go. Which of the following is the most likely cause of developing condyloma? acuminata yes which of the following is it number one lack of nutritional supplements two family history three sedentary lifestyle four multiple sexual partners or five i just don't know i have no idea regina go ahead and put that on there too i like that answer because we keep it real around here (laughs) so which of the following is the most likely to cause the development of condyloma acuminata all right One, two, three, or four, or five. I'm giving you guys an out for this one. And it's okay. When you show up here, I want you to learn something, something. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself by looking it up right now. If you don't know, just say, I don't know, because you will look it up later. I know that. Correct answer is going to be POW. Number four, multiple sexual partners, Uh uh-huh, acuminata, or genital warts, yes, is a sexually transmitted disease. Factors such as um, multiple sexual partners, birth control usage, or an early age of the first sexual encounter, it definitely increases your risk of contracting genital warts. All of the other factors are unrelated. So content, 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 guys. Hey, I got your Monday, Monday motivation coming up right now. Good times are coming. Good times are coming and just the reason why we do Monday motivation very quickly because some of you guys, this is your first time. Monday motivation is so important for this community because every week we want to make sure that we are thinking of something. We are carrying a positive thought throughout our experiences, right? We want to have a very positive mindset because the world gives us enough to be negative about that's easy. It's more difficult to be positive. So here's our thought for this week, guys. All right, so what is your fear in life? Um, the emails that I get from my nursing students are definitely not passing NCLEX. So like becoming a failure and disappointing others or yourself. I mean, is that anybody out here? Right? It's a fear to you know, not be successful financially. Not being able to, you know, provide for the basics or even, you know, being able to take your kids on vacation or whatever, you know, just not having money, just not being there financially or just being caught up in a cycle where you just keep failing again. You're looking at other people and they seem to be reaching their goals, but like it's just not happening for you right? You're not able to get that dream job of yours. A lot of people can identify with this. Maybe a lot of you are in this stage right now where you just don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. I want to um, turn your attentions to Jack Ma, right? Jack Ma. Have you guys ever heard of Jack Ma? A lot of people know him. He is profoundly, profoundly um, a game changer. And so I don't know if you guys know him, but anyways, let me tell you about Jack Ma. So, This man, this man, when he was a younger person, he was just, I mean, people would probably just describe him as a failure, like his entire life. Like he just did not do well. Primary school, you know, he failed the test two times. It took him three times to try to get into middle school, uh, to go to, you know, high school and, and, and universities. He just was not great he he applied to Harvard, he wanted to be a top person, you know, but they they just turned him down ten times did not want him at all just constantly rejected he applied to for thirty jobs and you know after college and was rejected by all of them you guys you guys some of you can you relate to this after one time somebody tells you no like if I apply to Harvard and they reject me, they'll never hear from me again. All right, because I don't play that. But he just was just like, I'm going to just keep trying. And people just kept telling him no, like no, no, over and over again. Um, he was one person who was rejected by KFC, right? Um, and this is just like, this is just to say fast food. Like, you know what I mean? Um, they didn't even want him. Like, he, they just did not think he had the capacity. Man, but let me tell you about him now, all right? Jack Ma, after all of those failures, he is one of the co-founders of the Alibaba group, right? Do you guys know Alibaba? And he's an executive chairman with the net worth of $35.7 billion, like billion dollars. And this is not a man who was born wealthy, who had the best tutors, who had the best education, wore the best clothes he did not grow up like this and I don't know if you know what Alibaba is but Alibaba is literally a place where you can go to get whatever you want it is like um, it's like global trade there's there's really not too many um, internet sites like it like if you want to get you know socks and that are made of wool and you want to get a hundred pair for one cent You could go to Alibaba and get it. Like, it's sweet, it's sweet, it's sweet. So this is a very successful man, but the reason why he spotlighted is not because of who he is now, because this looks all good, right? Everybody wants this, but nobody wants that, right? Because in the process, in the process is how, it honestly is how you get to here. You have to be willing, you have to be willing to go through all of that In order to get to the success all right and he says um, Alibaba speaking of it but it never it would never have existed if he had let any of his failures break his trust in himself instead he let his belief that he would find a way define him so what is I mean, what is going to define you is it going to be your failures or is it going to be your ultimate success I love it so here are just five tips for how to stop living in fear and conquer it. So the first one is everybody's going to experience failure. Everybody is going to be knocked down and they have to get back up. Like and that's the process. Like uh, I think the Bible says, you know, a righteous man falls down seven times but he gets back up. So there, the sin is not falling down. The sin is staying down. You are supposed to get back up and you need to be um, thinking in your mind when i experience trials tribulations um trouble it is not uncommon like everything that um you experience someone else has already experienced it and probably overcome it so you got to stand back up especially when it comes to this NCLEX test do not let a failure for NCLEX define who you are in the future don't do that all right um, breathe and build your confidence. And this is part of so important, uh, why it's so important to show up here every, every Monday, every Monday you come here, every Monday you study, you get questions, right? You learn something new it builds your confidence. Another reason why you need to show up is because we do Monday motivation, right? And you need motivation in order to take hold of the positive things you can say to yourself. I can, I will, I must. It's so simple, but it's so powerful because it pushes you mentally to turn from the negative to the positive. All right. Here also in our community, we love each other. We are kind to each other. We don't no No, no. You do not say anything negative. I love how somebody says, hey, I'm testing. And you guys, first thing that come out of your mouth, you got this. You can do it. You know, people need to hear that. We don't know what the person on the other end of the computer is dealing with. We don't know what their house looks like. We don't know if their kids are running around. We don't know if they're, you know, have dinner on the stove that's burning. And they're just trying to get an NCLEX question in real quick. And so here, we are definitely kind to each other. And then um, as well, you guys reach out to me, please. I'm coming on here letting you guys know that I want to hear from you. I want you guys to, Um, let let me know what else we can come out with to help you be successful, all right? So with these steps, with the the thought of what Jack Ma went through, and with the new week ahead of of you, I wanna ask you this question. Are you ready to conquer your fear? Are you ready to conquer your fear this week? I know I am, there's some things that I gotta get done this week, and I can't keep putting them off, it doesn't matter whether people love them or don't love them. I can't let fear get in the way of it. I have to do me. I have to do me. So I want you guys um, to jump on this train because we are moving forward here at Remar Review. The NCLEX Virtual Trainer is the best training system for nursing students who need to pass the exam. My name is Regina Callion, MSNRN, RN, and I have helped thousands of nursing students pass the NCLEX exam with my program. You're gonna love it. With my NCLEX review, I'm going to give you all of my nursing content in one place. Not only that, I'm gonna make sure that after every individual lesson, you know what is most important. And if you need questions to help you, I have the questions right here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you an amazing opportunity to get in the virtual trainer. I'm also gonna send you the virtual trainer student workbook as well as my Quick Facts for NCLEX. This is it. This is the opportunity that you've been waiting for. Click the link below. This is the number one training system for nursing students who need to pass NCLEX. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Click the link below. Hey, I am ready. I am ready. Listen, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> if your nursing license is important to you, you will take action right now. Let's click the link. Let's go. Yes, uh, spotlighting the virtual trainer right there. But yeah, this is it, guys. Thank you so much for watching another episode of how to pass NCLEX and getting your Monday motivation here at Remar Review. We believe you can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. All you gotta do is take the next step forward. So whatever it is for you in that journey, for some of you guys, it may be um, getting into the virtual trainer, you don't have it right? Um, For other you, it may be getting in your student workbook, printing out the daily study calendar. How many people do that? That may be the step for you. And for somebody else, it may be scheduling your actual exam because you've been preparing for it for weeks. So whatever that next step is for you, find it, make a commitment to take it so we can move forward together on this journey. We're on the road to passing NCLEX together. You guys, we will do it. 2022, this is our year. Let's go.